Hello, and welcome to the Dr. Jocker's Functional Nutrition Podcast, the show designed to give you science-based solutions to improve your health and life. I'm Dr. David Jockers, doctor of natural medicine, chiropractor, and functional nutrition practitioner, and I'm the host of this podcast. I'm here to tell you that your body was created to heal itself, and on this show, we focus on strategies you can apply today to heal and function at your best. I'm excited about today's podcast, but before we jump in, I wanted to remind you to download this month's special gift at drjockersgift.com. From keto meal plans, smoothie recipes, to fasting quick start guides, we have a new complimentary gift every single month. To get your gift, simply visit drjockersgift.com. That's D-R-J-O-C-K-E-R-S-G-I-F-T.com. Thanks for spending time with me, and let's go into the show. I wanted to take a moment and tell you about one of my favorite companies, Paleo Valley. They make some of the world's best health products, and I really love their Essential C Complex, which is one of the only immune-boosting products on the market that's made from whole food sources of vitamin C that your body can effectively absorb. You see, most vitamin C products only contain a fraction of vitamin C called ascorbic acid. This is the synthetic form of vitamin C, and it's often processed with GMO corn. With Essential C Complex, you get the full spectrum of vitamin C with all the additional nutrients, minerals, and bioflavonoids that make it so powerful in the first place, the way nature intended. Paleo Valley Essential C Complex contains three of the most potent sources of vitamin C on the planet. The unripe acerola cherry, the amla berry, and the kamu kamu berry. The acerola cherry alone is 120 times more potent than an orange. The daily recommended amount of vitamin C was decided upon based on the amount of vitamin C you need to not get scurvy. Not really the amount you need for a stronger immune system. And this is why Paleo Valley Essential C Complex contains 750% of your daily recommended value of vitamin C, completely sourced from nature. So you can thrive, not just survive. You see, vitamin C is an extremely fragile nutrient and it can very easily lose potency if it's not processed correctly. So Paleo Valley has worked with the most responsible manufacturers they could find to gently break down each of these fruits and to guarantee no vitamin C was lost in the processing, they recruited a non-biased third-party tester to confirm it contains the amount they put on the label. Because in times like these, when everything seems uncertain, your immune system shouldn't be. Paleo Valley Essential C Complex is non-GMO, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, dairy-free, and made with all organic superfoods. No fillers or flow agents that you'll find in most supplements. Nothing weird, just food. Check out paleovalley.com and use the coupon code JOCKERS, just simply my last name, JOCKERS, J-O-C-K-E-R-S today to get 15% off your order. 
how would you like to win a 90-day supply of Paleo Valley Turmeric Complex? Turmeric is one of the best supplements you can take to keep inflammation under control to support your brain, your gut, and your skin, and really keep you healthy and strong and feeling great. And you can win a 90-day supply now by going to ratemypodcast.com forward slash jockers. Leave a review for our podcast. And then send a screenshot or a confirmation of the review to assistance at drjockers.com. Winners will be announced and contacted on November 30th and will receive a 90-day supply of the Paleo Valley Turmeric Complex. So that just may be you. On top of that, when you leave a review, you help us reach more people and impact more lives. So thanks so much for doing that. And I'm pulling for you, hoping that you will be the one that wins the 90-day supply of Paleo Valley Turmeric Complex. So again, simply go to ratemypodcast.com forward slash jockers, leave a review, and then send a screenshot or confirmation of the review to assistance at drjockers.com to be entered to win. Hey friends, this podcast is actually an interview that I did a few years ago for a project I worked on called the Keto Edge Summit. The Keto Edge Summit was basically where I interviewed, I think it was like 36, 40 of the top keto experts in the world. We talked about all things keto. We talked about how to get the best results out of the diet. We talked about biohacking strategies to do to help improve your digestive system, to help improve your brain health, your energy, and really get the most out of life. And so this interview is with one of my good friends who is an expert in many different areas. And you'll see as we, as we dive into this topic just uh, just how deep we go and the quality of the content that you get. And so just a reminder, this is uh, roughly, you know, this is, I think I did these interviews in like 2017, 2018, so a few years old, but uh, the content is just as relevant and uh, I know that it will make a difference in your life. So you will enjoy this content. And uh, if you wouldn't mind just leaving us a rating or review, your reviews really, really count. They mean the world to us and they help us get seen by more people. So if you just go to your Apple iTunes player and uh, rate us and leave a review, that will really help us uh, just be able to help more people and get this information out to the masses. Thank you for doing that and enjoy the podcast. Welcome everybody to the Keto Edge Summit, where we are dispelling the myths, helping you overcome the hurdles, and empowering you to improve your brain and your body through the ketogenic lifestyle. I'm your host, Dr. David Jockers. I'm really excited about today's guest. She's a very good friend of mine, and uh, we're really going to dive into this topic of how to set up your kitchen to be successful with the ketogenic lifestyle. And uh, she's a busy mom, entrepreneur, blogger, and so she's got a beautiful baby and a busy husband uh, who's awesome named Ken. And, uh, you know, we're going to dive into this topic with Megan Kelly. And so Megan is a nutrition practitioner and licensed aesthetician specializing in women's health and neurobiology. She runs an awesome blog with great recipes and health tips at renewalallthings.com. So Megan, super excited to have you today and really jump in this topic on how to set up your kitchen appropriately on a, on a ketogenic lifestyle. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Thanks. Absolutely. And so, you know, how did you get involved with natural health anyways? Like how, what's your story like? And um, just share that with the audience. 
Yeah. So I guess the short version would be I started having all of my health problems from really bad anxiety to acne to missing cycle. And then just family members dealing with really weird, rare issues and depression. And so throughout kind of a long journey, found functional medicine and functional nutrition and just really saw the power um, of the body to be able to heal from anything if you take away what's harming it and giving it what it needs. So now I just love to help people figure out what that looks like for them. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. And, and you are real. she's also a, a great health coach and just so compassionate and caring and, and really, um, you know, works to help people overcome limiting beliefs. And what do you see being the biggest challenge that uh, you see with people that you're coaching? Uh, I would say, honestly, the biggest thing that most people have been coming to me and telling me about right now is just information overload and just so much information, sometimes conflicting information, and they don't know what to do, what not to do, where to even start. They're kind of paralyzed of where to start. And so the stress of that I see as actually being a huge interference of getting healthy in the first place. Yeah. Well, without a doubt. Yeah. And I know in, in your bio, you talked a lot about neurobiology. I know that's a topic that you're really interested in. So can you explain that to the listeners and how you help people improve their neurobiology? Yeah. So I think, I mean, anytime I work with anyone, the first thing I kind of start with is their mind, because I find that that actually has the biggest impact um, over anything to start. And so um, we kind of look at what are their thinking patterns? What are their mental habits? Because kind of thinking patterns like lack or um, comparison or all of these things that are putting your body into a state where it can't heal, we kind of have to wire those out first and wire in new beliefs. And so I really work with people on giving them hope that it actually, I mean, every thought that they think is a structure in their brain. So if you, you have a, your brain is full of all these structures that you already have in there. And so it takes three cycles of 21 days to break those down and to replace them with something else. So I kind of take people on that journey of becoming aware of that and saying like, you don't always have to be like that. That won't always be your automatic reaction. If you just take like one journey to get through that, you can really, really um, make new thought patterns or automatic. Yeah, absolutely. And it's kind of using the scientific principle of neurogenesis and plasticity. Mm -hmm. So our brain is plastic. And what that means is it can be changed and altered. And basically, it's kind of like, you know, if we're in the forest, or, if, you know, we're, we're in a in a cornfield, and uh, we want to go in a certain path, we can walk over that certain path and kind of tread down the grass. And now it's a built in path. And we do that with our brain, with the way that we're thinking. And, and so it's really exciting that we can rewire our brain. We don't have to be, you know, we don't have to be, have the same limitations that we've always had. I know for me, Megan, my, my family growing up, we went bankrupt and I watched mm -hmm. my mom, it really, uh, you know, really imprinted on me, my mom crying because she had to give up her Jeep because she couldn't make the payments. Mm -hmm. and so for me, I, I saw that at seven years old and I was like, wow, you know, we can have things taken away from us. We lost our yeah. home to get a rental home. And wow. so I, I learned to hustle and work hard, but also to be like super frugal. So that there were some benefits to it, but also at the same time, I always had this fear I was going to lose it all. 
Yeah. And that's something I've had to really, really work with. Yeah. And do you see that often when you're working with clients? And uh-huh. what are some of the other, you know, big limiting beliefs that you're working with? Yeah, I would say that's probably the biggest one. Um, kind of the whole lack of mentality, huge worry and anxiety about money, so many people, but also just lack of time, um, lack of relationships, just all this yeah. kind of lack that you wish you had more of this so you could do this, even in living a healthy lifestyle. Like a lot of people say, I can't do this because I don't have time. I don't have someone to help me. I don't have just kind of just all of these things that they're putting in their way that can hold them back. So we really kind of just work on um, pulling those out and, and really kind of just exposing everything that they do have available to them. That's just so huge. Yeah. And that really takes us into our topic today because we're talking about setting up your ketogenic kitchen, getting all the right foods and whatnot. And so the main limiting beliefs people are going to have are, I can't afford it. Mm -hmm. They're also going to be thinking, you know, I don't have time. This is a new skill set that I've got to learn. I don't have time for this. I mean, it's going to be some of the major limiting beliefs. And so there's people out there thinking that, what would you, what would you tell them as we get started with this? Um, I would say first, just the awareness of it is the biggest key. Mm. Um, like it's okay that you're thinking that because that's just, that's just a habit that you have and that's okay. You don't have to, you don't have a lot of people get really down on themselves that they're thinking all this, but that's okay. So you, you just acknowledge it. And then you just say like, I'm just going to do the best that I can every day. And when you do that, you're literally wiring that out and wiring new perspectives and new habits in. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And I would say also to add just, just gratitude and yeah. focusing on, on small wins, you know, yeah, just absolutely. Making uh-huh. one, you know, even today making one of the changes that yeah. Meg and I talk about, you know, just, and then anchoring that small win in celebrating it, just going crazy. Yeah. Um, you know, if you, if you find a recipe that your family likes, that's ketogenic, just mm-hmm. like celebrate like crazy when you find that. Yeah. Give everybody high fives, you know, Seriously. Make a huge deal out of it. Cause we those emotions help, help really link in new pathways, right? Yeah. 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 And just so that, so I have like a mental practice that I teach everyone. It's actually kind of the core of everything that I do. So if everyone can just remember this, it's four P's. So do this every single day. One is presence. So you have to get present of, okay, what am I thinking? What am I focusing on? What am I thinking or feeling? Cause a lot of times we don't even know. And so you go to that. And then two is praise. Just like you said, think of anything and everything you're grateful about, especially in the area that you're struggling in. Like if you're overwhelmed about food, like grateful you have food, you know? And, and so the third P is perspective. Cause that'll also change everything. Like, so when you're overwhelmed, when you're anything, you put things in perspective, like one, how can I see this differently Two, I really am so blessed that I actually get to do all of this right now. And then the fourth P is party. And so that's when you actually choose, that's the trigger you choose to, um, switch your emotional energy and go into that energy of the person that you're wanting to be. Cause you do have to fake it kind of until you make it. Um, and so everyone that does that every day, they say, I, I mean, it's changed my life because it's, it's a, it, it's a mental framework that allows you to get out 
of your mind and actually change. It's yeah. So that's a great tool. I love it. I love it. That's just really, really great content right there for our listeners. And that's, you know, as we get into this, I mean, we've had so many interviews just about the benefits of the ketogenic diet, great foods, things like that, but really getting into that mindset and starting to apply those neurobiology principles. I mean, that's what's going to help you be successful. I mean, I would yeah. say more than even just the knowledge, like you were talking about, people just have information overload. So information is going to get you so far. Right. Uh, it's going to help improve the awareness component like you were talking about. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. then you've got to lock in on those other P's to, yeah. to yeah. actually put it into action and, and make it consistent and For sure. ultimately sustainable in your life. So yeah. absolutely. Exactly. And so, you know, you're a busy mom, entrepreneur, and um, so how do you, like, what are some of the things you do to help prioritize health in your life? Uh, So it kind of goes into what we were just talking about is uh, I am obsessed with habits. And so I think that you have to have to wire in the practices that lead to health um, and make them automatic to make anything sustainable and to make anything easy. And so... I've been doing this for the last couple of years. Like every, every three or four months, I just pick one health practice that I like to wire in and do it until it becomes automatic. And I don't stop until it is automatic. So that, I mean, it could be different for different people. Um, but in doing that, I've just picked up so many health practices that most of them are in my morning and night routine, just all stacked um, that from practices for your mind, your body and food and everything in the morning and night that really just change everything. And now it's automatic. So I don't even have to think about doing it. So wiring in health practices is just what has helped me the most. Yeah, I mean, it makes so much sense. So it's like you put in the work on the front end, just recreating that neural pathway through through habit change. And, that, and that's yeah. something that you're really good at helping people with is establishing that once you have that, everything else becomes easier. You don't really have to think about it. You can kind of, in a sense, you're almost on autopilot in those areas, which allows you to have a lot more cognitive resources to yeah. do all the other things, make all the yeah. other challenging decisions you're going to experience during the course uh-huh. of that. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, let's jump into like really setting up the kitchen in general. And so talk about, you know, some of the key things we need to have in our kitchen to really be successful with this ketogenic lifestyle. Uh, Having a well-stocked kitchen, it, it just changes everything. It makes everything so much easier. And so, okay. So a few of the categories that you can have on hand with some good items in it, So we'll start with flowers. The two main flowers you probably want to get are coconut flour and almond flour. And then also have a bunch of nuts and seeds on hand because you just grind those into flowers um, that you can use for so many recipes that you'll probably see. And then um, sweeteners. My two favorite are monk fruit and stevia. Those are kind of the main, um, the ones that kind of work the best in most recipes. And then um, pantry items that, you really want to have to, if you need to throw together a meal fast, it really makes it easy. I really like to have like the coconut meat tortillas. Um, I like doing the miracle noodles and kelp noodles. I like doing the sea snacks, grain-free granola, protein powders, collagen, just having all of that there to make it easy to throw together meals is just such a game changer. Yeah, you got to have that pantry set up. I mean, that's just so important. I think one thing I always tell my clients is you got to protect your own home. 
right? It's like you got to protect your environment. Once you walk out of your house, you're subject to a whole multitude of different temptations and different circumstances. But if you set your pantry up right and your refrigerator up right, more, you know, obviously you're not going to, you're not going to, uh, slip up when you're at home. And so a lot of yeah. times people have their, their candy or their sugar hiding in the back and they, they go for it emotionally. Yeah. And so if you're able to get rid of that kind of stuff, kind of purge your house of, the, of those things and then stock it right. Yeah. And for, for people that are out there, I mean, the, the initial investment up front is, is a lot more than long-term because once you start mm-hmm. having this stuff in your house, yeah. your overall cost of, of your, you know, food products goes down because a lot of these things, they, they have a long shelf life and you're only going to be using small amounts at a time. So right. really a little bit goes a long way. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so even just having everything I talked about and then a few just good condiments, just like good quality dressings, mayonnaise, sauces, like coconut aminos or spices. Yeah. Um, a lot of people, don't have time that often to throw together these elaborate recipes. And so that's why I really like to make things super simple and you can just get, you know, your protein, your vegetables, throw some of that on there and it's a meal. You don't have to think about it. It's not hard and it tastes really good. Yeah, absolutely. With a lot of your recipes, you can spend one day making them. And then, and this is great just with really the ketogenic lifestyle in general, they're so packed full of healthy calories, healthy fats that you only need to take a few and you're really satiated and then you can keep the rest in the refrigerator. Like any of your coconut butter recipes, um, you know, your chocolate fudge recipes, Mm -hmm. uh, turmeric coconut cream cups, which my wife and I absolutely Mm -hmm. love. Um, You know, those types of recipes, you can make a whole bunch. You could make literally a month's worth, have a few, you know, each day in a sense and and it'll last a month. So that's the other thing is just kind of investing whether it's a day or, you know, just a few hours making a lot of these recipes and then mm-hmm. refrigerating yeah. them or freezing them and keeping them yeah. on hand like that. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's huge. Just taking one day a week. It doesn't even have to be a couple hours, but just one batch of something you can snack on for dessert or something like that. Um, it's, it, it really does save you throughout the week. Yeah, absolutely. And I know you mentioned coconut flour. Coconut flour is a tough one. It really is an art to to bake with. And I know mm-hmm. there are, you know, different books out there that, that help explain that, how to mm-hmm. do it. But it's yeah. so drying, right? It takes, yeah. you got to use a lot of liquids with uh-huh. it. So yeah. I know you've been working with it now for a while. So what's your experience been with that? Yeah, it definitely, like you said, it takes a lot of liquid. You definitely can't use it as one-to-one replacement for different flours. Almond flour, you can almost do that with. Um, but, you know, a lot of people are having trouble with nuts and you don't want that much nuts anyway. So with coconut flour, what I found really helpful is definitely to use a lot of liquids, but even just adding other fats in liquids, like the coconut oil, like even avocado oil and stuff actually makes it not dry in different recipes. Um, And so what I actually like to do, like the nuts, like grinding different sprouted nuts and seeds a lot better to kind of combine that with the coconut flour, it kind of makes a good um, combination. So combining coconut flour with kind of other stuff is kind of the key um, to a lot of recipes. Yeah, because if you just have a straight coconut flour recipe, which we do have a lot, a lot of people are thrown off because they're like, 
it doesn't seem like that's much coconut flour and that's oh, a yeah. lot of eggs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Coconut milk. <laughs> right, and, and I so know, people start I know. To question the actual uh-huh. Yeah, they see that. Yeah, you just need a lot more, like whether you're using eggs or coconut milk, coconut oil, stuff like yeah. that. You need a lot more liquids uh-huh. uh, because it is so drying. Yeah, 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 for sure. And you had mentioned stevia and monk fruit. Yeah, these these are sweeteners that don't have any sugar, so no impact on your blood sugar. Right. Most people respond really well to them. Occasionally, some people have a little bit of a sensitivity to stevia. I've found like people because it is in the ragweed family. Yeah, and monk fruit would definitely be the way to go. Yeah. Um, with that. And it's, it's, it's not easy nowadays to find like a pure monk fruit. So a lot mm-hmm. of times it's, it's also got erythritol. Right. There are some right. decent brands out there um, that have a combination there mm-hmm. and just kind of check with, uh, you know, how your body's responding. I know for me, yeah. sugar alcohols, I get, I get bloated mm-hmm. uh, when I consume them, but stevia I do great with. So everybody's yeah. a little bit unique and different. There's a lot of people yeah. that do fine with the sugar alcohols. Right. But uh, yeah, a lot of people are concerned about, in a sense, doing a lot of sweeteners on a, on a ketogenic lifestyle. I kind of have differing thoughts on it. So for me, it's like, hey, you know what? I think having some sweetness in your day brings more joy to your life. So that's what I find. Yeah. Um, I know for me, my blood sugar stays stable when I'm using stevia. Yeah. Um, for some people, it doesn't. But what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think it's great. I think especially at the beginning and yeah. transitioning to that, I think you have to because you don't you don't want to feel like you're depriving yourself. You don't want to like we want to make it last long term. And so yeah. whatever you have to do to have that, just do that. And it really is like you said, we have got to learn how to listen to our body and how foods affect us because a lot of us don't know how to do that or we don't know how foods affecting us. So that's another big thing I really like to talk about. Yeah, that, that is really big. And, and let's jump into that real quick because, you know, for me, one of the foods I am extremely sensitive to is peanuts. And I think mm. the reason why is I used to eat literally like eight ounces of peanut butter almost every day. Now I would get like, I would get the healthy type Marinantha mm-hmm. Farms in mm-hmm. my 20s and I loved it. I would put, I would put a whole bunch of blueberries in there or something like that. And I would literally eat the whole thing. <laughs> And yeah. so then all of a sudden I started getting bait. I would have, it wasn't like my throat would close up, but I would have to clear my throat mm-hmm. all the time. My energy would just drop. Yeah. And nobody explained that that's a food sensitivity. I just kind of figured it out on myself that I feel bad. And so what uh-huh. are, what are some of the symptoms that you see with people when they're sensitive to a food? Um, I would say a big one is just fatigue, um, fatigue and of course, low energy bloating, um, it doesn't even necessarily have to be like you feel digestive issues, but a bloating is a big one that a lot of people come to me. Skin issues are a really big one that I like yeah. to talk about. Um, so but like mostly, acne, rosacea, uh-huh. uh, yeah. Yeah, eczema. right, acne, yeah, really, really big. Oh, yeah. And so, but, but the low energy, I kind of, a lot of times when people go to that and I have them kind of see what they're eating and they actually correlate foods to them giving low energy. So that's a big one to look for. Yeah. And that's huge. You know, as we're talking about all the best foods and how to set up your pantry and everything, you got to realize that if you, as good a food, you know, Megan and I are going to say, Hey, this food is awesome. If you're having a poor response to it, take that food out. There's good news is there's plenty of other. Yeah. (laughs) Right. That's the good news. Mm -hmm. Now let's talk about proper digestion, how to really, because this is not talked about a whole lot necessarily in the health world, like good digestive hygiene, how to set yourself up for 
optimal digestion when you are yeah. consuming these foods. Yeah. Uh, it's funny. I like to ask a lot of my clients what they think are some things they can do to improve their digestion and gut health and metabolism. And um, I get a lot of good answers like digestive enzymes and bone broth and probiotics and fermented foods. Um, I'm like, yeah, all of that's great. Um, but there's three other huge, powerful, basic areas that you have to master first before you do any of that. And so the first one is just the state that you're in when you're eating. And I think most people now have heard of the parasympathetic rest and digest state and how that's important um, to eat. But I don't think we realize how critical it actually is for your digestion and assimilation of the nutrients and your metabolism. And so getting into that state of um, relax, the relaxation response, it actually helps you be able to listen to how that food's affecting you. Because a lot of people, um, they don't know how food's affecting them because they're not digesting it because they're not in a, actually a state that their body is processing it. And so that's one area that is so powerful. That was very underrated. Hey, I just want to take a quick moment and tell you about my new book, The Fasting Transformation. I am so excited about this book. It is a functional guide to help you burn fat, heal your body, and transform your life with intermittent and extended fasting. Fasting is the most ancient form of natural medicine. And in this book, I take you on a journey to help you understand how fasting improves your blood sugar and your insulin sensitivity, how it shuts down inflammation in your body, optimizes your hormones, turns on fat burning, and helps activate stem cells and deep cellular healing. Guys, you're gonna learn so much from this book. You can check it out, The Fasting Transformation on Amazon or on our webpage, drjockers.net forward slash fasting transformation. So check that out now. You guys are gonna love the book. And if you have a chance, leave a review on Amazon. Thanks so much. I mean, it's so important. And so in our society, we have a fast food culture. Just the idea of fast food alone, it's like the worst thing for your digestive tract. Yeah. You know, we we could, we look at eating as just another task. We don't realize mm -hmm. that it's a very complex mechanism that, that yeah. our body has to go through. Yeah. And we need to be in a relaxed state. And so we've got that sympathetic fight or flight response, exactly. which helps us perform well. We need that for performance. We need that for exercise. We need that to, you know, for survival based things. Yeah. But the other part of our nerve system is what's associated with digestion. And we want to really prioritize that and focus on putting ourselves in a state where we've got more blood flow going into our digestive tract, where we're able to produce more digestive enzymes and digestive yeah. juices in general. Mm -hmm. And I always tell people stress is the antagonist to good digestion. And that's a key mantra people need to realize. If you're under a lot of stress or if you're just doing a lot of things in a sense with your physical body, whether it's running around or working really hard, um, you know, and it's tough when you're a, when you're a, a mother because you're chasing around kids half the time. I watch yeah. you do that, <laughs> but um, that's not a great state to consume food, mm -hmm. right? And so yeah. we want to kind of change it around. And what I'll tell people is, during your stressful times, focus on liquid nutrition. Mm -hmm smoothies, juices, yeah. you know, different things like that, because that's really easy in the digestive system. Even like a well-cooked soup or broth, 
that's really, really good on the digestive system because it's, you know, the blender, if it's a smoothie, the blender's done the job. It's already done the digestion. So it's quick assimilation into the body. You're going to get those nutrients. You're going to get, you know, if you set it up with those good fats, you're going to get the supportive fats, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, you're not going to put a lot of stress in the gut. But when you're having that solid food meal, you need to really take time to relax that stress response, especially if it has meat, because meat is has a lot of health benefits, but it's also, it takes a lot of digestive juices to produce. So right. why don't you go into some ways people can just help wind and relax, you know, before their meal? Yeah. And I think, I mean, eating is supposed to be this amazing experience, like, and we're not actually taking time to find, to find pleasure in it because pleasure in your food is actually huge in how your body digests it and assimilates it and nourishes it. And so actually just sitting down and this is kind of the second area I'll tie into it. Um, chewing your food is, it's not a sexy answer, but it, it, and it's not a supplement, but it is so powerful on what it will do for your digestion to get rid of bloating for your energy. Um, and it's really hard. Like I, you said, I have a one-year-old running around. Like it's actually hard to chew your food a lot. And but I've seen within myself and so many of my clients amazing differences when they just slow down, take a few breaths before their meal, actually get present. You can go through the four P's when you're eating. Actually, it's a, it'll be it'll put your body into a state that is highest for metabolic burning that will actually assimilate all the nutrients that you're getting from it. Cause a lot of people are eating all these healthy foods and they're not even getting the nutrients from it. They're not digesting all the amazing nutrients from it. And so focusing on the state that you're in while you're eating and chewing your food, breathing, being present, like really feeling the pleasure and the um, just goodness of the food will do more than you can imagine for your digestion and how your body actually uses the food. Man, it's absolutely vital information that people need to know is to just slow down and really focus on chewing. And I, I grew up, I was one of six kids, hence why my parents went bankrupt. Um, and so with us, we didn't have a whole lot of uh, money. So when the food went on the table, it was like a race for who could get to second. Yeah, sure. Right? <laughs> Um, so we ate, we just learned to eat so fast yeah. and that's the worst thing for digestion. And, you know, ultimately it caught up with me in my early twenties, developing irritable bowel syndrome. Yeah. Um, but, you know, basically we want to really make sure we're taking that time. And I don't know if your one-year-old uh, does this cause it's tough when you have little kids, like my guys, um, they'll literally throw their food on the ground um, at oh, this yeah. age, you know, they throw oh, their yeah. food, they throw their bottles. Um, uh-huh. Our little Joshua broke a glass yesterday, <laughs> just kind of threw it. And so we shouldn't have given them the glass. To begin. Sometimes you have chaos like that, that uh-huh. oh, yeah. having uh-huh. those four P's and locking in that habit just yeah. helps settle you. And that's so important. And I know, um, you know, for me in my house, we pray before our meal and that, mm-hmm. that prayer before our meal, not only is a great time to connect with God, but also at the same time, it's really focused on gratitude and yeah. relaxing the stress response, getting us back into the parasympathetic response and my wife and I try to practice that when one of the boys throwing food or throwing a fit that we just yeah. stop eating, address yeah. it, and then mm-hmm. go back and pray again, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and just kind of get back into that state because it's going to make a big difference in how we digest our food. And you're right. We don't want 
to spend all this money and time preparing food yeah. and then just be stressed while yep. we're eating and yep. not get the benefits of it. And that's exactly. how you set yourself up for food sensitivities. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and that's kind of the last area that I really like to talk about. Like the thoughts that you have about what you're eating is a huge signal to your body, to what your body does with it. And so, I mean, we won't go down the rabbit hole of the mind's effect over the body, but if you just even look at the hundreds of placebo studies, one of the most famous ones taking a pill that they think is chemo and their hair fell out. And so if your thoughts are strong enough to make your hair fall out when you're consuming something that you think will, what do you think happens when you're thinking, I shouldn't be eating this, this is going to make me break out, or like you said, just being stressed out with all the chaos going around, that's, that's a huge signal to what your body's going to do with that food. And so, like you said, before you eat, blessing the food, thinking things like my body's going to fully um, digest and assimilate this. This food is nourishing every cell in my body. That is more powerful than we can even understand yeah. because of the mind's effect on the body. And so intentionally thinking things before you eat, um, I honestly think that's going to be the next kind of like how to intentionally use the placebo effect in your everyday life um, is going to be some of the most powerful areas that we're going to go into in the health field. I love that. And that is so important. And some other digestive hygiene type strategies. I'll tell people, you want your food to be very aromatic. You want it to be able to smell really good. And using herbs, a lot of herbs on your food yeah. can yeah. help with that. Yeah. In fact, you know, you should be able to smell it across the house. Mm-hmm. It, it should smell like that. And that actually naturally gets you salivating. And that's right. you're starting to produce those digestive juices. So uh-huh. that's, that's really key. What are some herbs you really like to use with your foods? Um, I really like, I would say my go-to ones. I always use turmeric on everything. A lot of, you can have that taste or not, but I really like to do that. And then, um, I kind of just like to make my own spice blends of things. And so Italian seasonings and rosemary and, um, a lot of things that you, you know, you're baking things in the oven and it really kind of, like you said, lights up the whole house, Mm. garlic, onion, all the basic ones, any of that really you don't even have to have specific things, just kind of just throw it on there. And and like you said, it'll really get um, your body ready to eat before you even look at it. Yeah, exactly. So you're doing all the preparation work to help you. So yeah, yeah, turmeric is one of the best, but it it isn't very aromatic. It really doesn't have that great smell, but like you were saying, doing things, those those Mediterranean herbs, oregano, basil, thyme, these things are awesome. Rosemary, yeah. they have such a good smell and flavor to them. They enhance the overall flavor component of the food. They smell good. They're what we call carminative, so they help yeah. with intestinal motility, so just right. helping if, you're, if your intestines are moving really fast, they help slow it down. If your intestines aren't moving fast, if you're constipated, you know, they're going to help speed it up and get things moving. So it's like a no-brainer to have that. And they're antimicrobials that kill off bad bacteria. It's like a no-brainer to, to put more yeah. of these in our food. Cinnamon, when you're doing something sweet, uh-huh. yeah. really good for blood sugar. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we got to use more of these types of herbs. And you know, yeah. people always ask me, do I have to do them fresh? And I'm like, you know what? Fresh is great, but you can totally do them dried as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And you can even do like essential oils. You can diffuse essential oils, another good idea. Yeah. Um, And also music. Music can really help set a good mood. So put on some really calming, relaxing music. Like like I'll put on the Yanni station on my Pandora. Uh Dude, yeah, um, you know, yeah. Donnie, just that classical type. Uh huh. Yeah. So good for just relaxing that stress response. I mean, there's so yeah. many things that we can do to kind of create this environment. Exactly. Um, that prepares us, right? Yeah. So getting in, I mean, and whatever. So I would say whatever that is for you, whatever gets you into that state, whether it's music, smells, um, list, yeah, listening to something, even just moving and taking a second to stop and think, just yeah. do it, do it for yeah. a month and see, see what you notice. Yeah. It's huge. You know, there's a book, uh, how to think like Leonardo da Vinci. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I don't know if you have you read, read that. that. Uh huh. Yeah. He really focused. He would take five minutes every day and focus on one sense. You yeah. know, so he would take time to just see what he saw, right. Or whatever it yeah. was. And we can actually add all those components into meal prep. So if you've got a good smell with the food you're consuming, you're putting on some light music, um, you are using different colors. So you're seeing different colors, unique colors, um, different textures. So you're getting that kinesthetic uh, feeling. You know, there's all these different types of, uh, you know, our senses just kind of enhancing those senses. It's going to be really good for the brain and really good for the pleasure component of consuming the food. Yeah, and we've lost that so much in our high-paced, um, mm. overloaded world that we're always just going from one thing to another, that we're kind of losing the ability to stop and focus on one thing for a long amount of time. And doing that is just, like you said, powerful on so many different levels. And yep. so that's actually, that's, that's one of the number one habits I would say first start with is the ability to be present and hold a focus on something. Um, I would say start with that because that'll that'll cascade in every other area of your life. Yeah, absolutely. So key. And so how about doing some a little bit of fermented foods, especially when you're consuming meat? Like I, I know my family, we love pickles, mm-hmm. so good organic pickles. Yeah. Um, do you like adding in fermented foods? Oh, yeah. I mean, I used to make them all the time. <laughs> Um, I haven't so much since I've had my daughter, but yeah, (laughs) (laughs) so I definitely buy them, but I like all those. I am obsessed with kimchi. I just love kimchi. Um, and so, yeah, we always just, and it's really easy at dinner, get whatever, whether it's pickles, fermented fruit, just get it out every night at dinner and put it on the table. It's a really easy strategy you can use. Great for your digestion, great for your immunity, everything like that. So definitely get that and just put it on the table every night. Yeah, I find that I digest my meat so yeah. much better with adding in, it doesn't have to be a lot, just a little bit of fermented foods. And you think about like sushi, it comes with pickled ginger. Right. But these right. kind of traditional dishes, you know, sauerkraut, uh-huh. you know, so in Europe, they would do a lot of fermented cabbage and sauerkraut, kimchi yeah. in Asia. So uh-huh. all, you know, our ancestors were doing this all the time. Yeah. You know, we've lost that art that we've lost the desire for, for sour. Yep. But sour, that bitter, real, I would bitter, say bitter yeah. is good for the liver, right? And the liver yeah. produces bile. So, yeah. and we're consuming a lot of fat in a ketogenic diet. Right. You need bile. that. Uh-huh. Release, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, and yeah. I would say one thing that's actually really good is when you do con- start consuming those bitter fermented foods, it actually starts taking away sugar cravings. Yes, it definitely does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, de- I mean, so if you even if you don't like it at first, it really is an acquired taste. I think mm-hmm. I think you can <laughs> learn yeah. to like it, and it really will start taking away sugar cravings. It's amazing. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. You just got to give it a chance. And I always yeah. tell people, really, the, the process of getting healthy, it's kind of like getting a master's degree in your own health. Yeah. And so if you were to go back to school and get a degree, an advanced degree, it's going to take you anywhere from, I mean, minimum six months, you know, maybe two, three, four years to do it. And you're going to invest a lot of time, money and energy into doing it. So don't feel yeah. like you've got to go full throttle. You've got to do everything 100% right from the start. Just like going back to school. I mean, you got to learn how to study. You got to learn the different topics. And yeah. it's just going to take this slow, steady investment of your time, money and energy. But once you get that things mastered, you carry that with you for the rest of your life. You're able to help other people with it. So there's really no greater degree. You know, I was in college for nine years and, uh, you know, I barely use, honestly, I barely use the content that I learned in yeah, medical yeah. school, uh -huh. but all the whole process over the last 10 years of me, um, you know, really last 15 years of really, me really transforming my own health. I carry that with me every day and I'm going to do yeah. that. I'm going to be using that for the rest of my life. So there's no yeah. greater investment of your time, money, and energy than doing the things Megan's talking about here. Yeah. So, Especially so. for your family. Like I said, yes. I, I am so, so happy that I know all the things mm. I know now before I got pregnant yes. <laughs> and even now and how to feed her. And um, it's just so important for the next coming generations, you know? And you know what? That is so critical too, because you've taken the time and continue to take the time to work on your own health and, and develop the habits. Yeah. And now your daughter's going to see that. She's yeah. going to watch that and watch you putting that into practice and you're yeah. her main role model. So right. she's going to naturally start to do it and adopt it. So yeah, yeah, it's like breaking the curse of chronic unnecessary yeah. disease in your family yeah. and low level thinking and poor behaviors, you know, just by putting in the investment in your life now, it's yeah. so powerful. It yeah. really is. It, I mean, yep. that's everything, like everything that we wish we would have had. I feel, I feel like a lot of people in this generation now that are getting into this, you kind of can get into that victim mentality of like, Oh, I wish I would have grown up like this or something like that. Yep. But our bodies are amazing. Like, they can be completely different and that's, that's what's empowering. You know, like you can be completely healthy and affect the next three generations after you. Absolutely. So going back to that limiting belief idea, you know, if you're having limiting beliefs as you're listening to this summit that this is going to be really hard for you, this and that focus in on the fact that it is a process number one, and just be okay with that. Celebrate those small wins and realize the big impact. Like Megan just talked about that you're, you're changing generations yeah. in your, in your family yeah. uh, with this. And so it's so powerful. Even if your kids already grown up, you know, if you start implementing this, I have so many patients that they start implementing it, modeling it, seeing the results. Um, it just became part of their everyday structure and routine because they had habituated these activities. And over time, it wasn't like right away, but their family started adopting it. Their family started asking questions. They wanted to know more and it led them on. So there is a long-term game with this. And that, yeah. that's, that's something very important to remember. Now, let's transition into carb cycling. So I know, you know, for some people, you know, being a real strict keto seems to work great for them. Other people, they start to have symptoms, okay? Yeah. They start to just not feel as good. And I think one big key is listening to your body. Yeah. Um, and there is a time, an appropriate time to cycle in a little bit more carbs and yeah. kind of develop this level of metabolic flexibility where you're able to cycle in and out of ketosis and explain that, you know, how you do that. Yeah. Um, for a while, I really wasn't being that intentional about carb cycling or, um, actually knowing how many, how much carbs I was eating when I was eating them. Um, and so I actually had to 
um, add more carbs in and be more intentional about that to get my cycle back and um, for pregnancy and even now like breastfeeding. And so that's what I really like to talk, especially with women about, um, especially if they're having any problems with their cycle missing or um, fertility, pregnancy, breastfeeding. Um, everybody is different. And so it's really about working to see what what do you need in this season of your life? Because you, everyone, especially me now, you're going to go through different seasons where you might have to eat a little bit differently. And so you kind of have to figure out what that looks like um, for you. And so especially women, breastfeeding, all that kind of stuff, I, I add in more carbs um, and to see how they feel and to see um, obviously how their body is reacting to it. And so I think that's just kind of important to look at those factors to see if you might need to add more carbs in, but you can still do it in a cyclical way so you can get the benefits of a ketogenic diet, but also get what your body needs at that time. Yeah, absolutely. And so one of our interviews is with Mark Sisson, and uh, he talked a lot about kind of this idea of developing the metabolic machinery. So you start with kind of a lower carb template. Yeah. Right. Where you're kind of keeping your carbs under certainly under 150 grams a day, which really once you take grains out, um, it's not not that hard. You take out grains, right. white potatoes, stuff like that. Yeah. It's really not that hard. And uh, you've kind of developed this metabolic machinery. Then you can go real low carb unless you're pregnant or breastfeeding. Yeah. Um, and just see how you do. Right. And right. see how you're feeling. And if you're starting to notice that some worsening symptoms, energy really going down, constipation, uh, maybe losing some hairs, things yeah. like that, then add in some carbs, some healthy carbs, which we'll talk about in a second, yeah. see how your body responds, see where you're right. at. Right. And then you can, you know, dive down, go real low carb for maybe a day or two, and then add back a little bit of carbs and kind of see what the best routine is for you. Maybe it's adding more carbs once a week. Maybe it's once every two weeks. Maybe it's once a month. Maybe it's two or three times a week. You find out for yeah. yourself. And that's exactly. what you do. Yeah. It's all about that experimentation. It really is. And cause it, like it, our bodies are so unique. And so the skill of being able to find out and figure out how food's affecting you is just so important. Yeah. And that really goes into this idea of ketogenic lifestyle because it's not just about the diet. You know, the diet does have profound benefits to the body of reducing inflammation, improving brain, uh, helping your body just get rid of abnormal cells. And there's so many great benefits, but it's really about a lifestyle and figuring out how to incorporate and get these benefits in your own lifestyle. So yeah. really glad that you're able to, to share that. And what are some of the best carbs? If somebody were going to have a higher carb day, should yeah. they just go to like Domino's and <laughs> you know, eat a whole lot of pizza? Right. What would be the, the better, more nutrient dense carb sources? Yeah, it's funny. A lot of people, that's what they say. They're like, okay, so on my high carb day, what I can just go wherever. And well, the actually really interesting thing that you might need to look at. So for me, when I was eating carbs, it was a lot from just winter squashes and sweet potatoes and everything. Um, and it actually, it was less than I thought it was. So I actually wasn't, I thought I was eating a lot more carbs than I was because like you said, when you just get your carbs from vegetables, basically, it, it is kind of hard, to, I mean, depending on what you eat to eat a lot, which is really nice. Um, and so the best carb sources that if you need to go higher, things like plantains and sweet potatoes and potatoes and all of the winter squashes, all of that, I mean, that's, it's so good for you on so many levels for, um, 
blood sugar regulation to you actually get all that fiber and everything in without just downing a thing of pasta, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And you want those nutrient dense sources like you're talking about squash, carrots are another really good one. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, You've got beets. Beets are a great one. Also some fruit, right? Berry, super rich in in nutrients. They have a low glycemic impact. Maybe a green apple, granny Smith apple, something along those lines. Or just, you know, if you're, if you're feeling like, Hey, I want to really you know, have a higher carb day, definitely, you know, doing some higher sugar fruit like pineapples or watermelon in the summer. You know, I always tell people watermelons, therefore, you know, the people that are out there playing flag football or running around, you know, because they're, they, they do have a lot of sugar in them. They're not Mm -hmm. for the, uh, the old folks that are just kind of sitting there watching all the kids run around. Right. (laughs) Yeah. The watermelon, make sure you're active too. Yeah. So yeah. we have those little bit higher carb days, make sure and we got to build in just movement in general into our yeah. lives. Yeah. Um, but especially so when you're having a higher carb day, it is a, it's a really good idea to, to just get regular movement, whether it's walk around, uh, around your neighborhood, playing with your kids, you know, something along those lines, just get more movement in. That's going to help as well with keeping blood sugar stable. Yeah, absolutely. I think that kind of goes hand in hand with the keto diet. Like you said, it's a lifestyle. So it's not only learning to eat a certain way, but it's learning how to move throughout the whole day because we're not doing that anymore either. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's building in things in your house that make you um, move without thinking about it. So that's kind of what I'm all about. Like, how do you make it so you don't have to use willpower to think about it? And so like, even right now, like I don't have, I don't have chairs or couches or anything. So it kind of makes you um, mm. move around. So all of that is so important. Yeah, absolutely. Getting in those basic movements, um, it's just so important. Yeah. Just incorporating those into your daily lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Megan, this has been an incredible interview and just, incre- you know, just great content that everybody needs to know. Um, what are some just kind of parting words of inspiration that you can give people? Uh, well, I would say kind of repeating everything that we just talked about habits will change everything for you. Yeah. Habits, getting present and aware of what your thinking habits are, what your um, physical habits are, what your eating habits are, becoming aware of those, and then wiring in health practices that you want to have and doing it till it becomes automatic. You just have to get through a short period, but then your life will be changed forever. Like you won't have to think about it all the time. And so I think focusing on habits will, is just the most important thing you can do. Yeah, I would totally agree. It's so worth it. And so Megan, where can people learn more about you? Uh, Everything that we do and talk about, you can just go to renewingallthings.com and that's all um, on social media and newsletter and everything's there. Yeah, definitely check out Megan's website. Tons of great recipes on there. Um, check out her Facebook and, and be sure to connect with her. And he, she also does coaching. So, you know, if you want help with that habit transformation, I'd encourage you to reach out to her uh, on that. And in general, you know, the listener, if you're getting value out of this interview, we've got 32 interviews in this summit. We've got um, some of the best speakers on this topic. And so I want to encourage you to consider owning the entire Keto Edge Summit for yourself. That way you get all access, lifetime access to all the interviews, the transcripts, basically all the bonuses, everything you need to be successful with your ketogenic journey. And if you would consider doing that, we would be super honored and blessed. And I hope you have an incredible day. God bless everybody.
Well, that's all for this show. And I want to thank you again for spending your valuable time with me today. And if there was something you heard in this interview that you have questions on or you want to dive into deeper, then drjockers.com is the best place to go. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider taking just a quick moment and giving us a great review. Your reviews help us influence more people and transform more lives. And if you took something valuable away from this episode, then please share it with someone in your life you know it can help. We'll see you soon on a future podcast. Be blessed, everybody.